Hello, my name's James Pikeway, and this is the Nightline Podcast. If you're interested in cars, car repair, music, fitness, technology, and more, this is the podcast for you. Interested in more of what's going on at Dubai Eye? Go to DubaiEye1038.com and search out our podcasts and blogs. Want to get in touch with me? Nightline at DubaiEye1038.ae. Enjoy the show. Well, where are we going to this evening? It is car clinic time. Glenn is across from me. Glenn, good evening. Welcome to the show. Good evening. Good we're, to be back. You know, it's always good to have you here. Yeah. We're, we're fixing cars. That's what we do for the next hour of the program. <laughs> and it's it's a wonderful time because, you know, you've 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 finished your, your Sahor. You're, maybe you're heading off to the Iftar. Maybe you're just going out with some friends. And, you know, it's a, an opportunity if you're in a car park or you're hanging out and your car's just running and you hear something, you see something, you smell something. You're going, oh, no, get in touch with us. Maybe we can help you diagnose it. Maybe we can have a conversation about something that has gone awfully wrong with your vehicle in the last uh, last week or so. And Or if you've got that invoice or or more that you're you're dealing with and you're trying to figure out what exactly is it talking about, this is the program to get involved in. We want to we want to get involved with you. It's called the Car Clinic, and uh, I've already got one lined up for you. <laughs> this one this one actually came last night. From Imtishan on Car Talk. So we've like got a it. nice crossover. Like it. And and this question came from one of his friends who was faced with a very interesting dilemma. The dilemma is this. He has a Lincoln MKX and wants to do an oil change. Mm-hmm. Goes to the oil change shop mm-hmm. and they want to put 10W40 oil in the, in the engine. Yep. And the guy says, whoa, 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 whoa. Does what everyone should do. And opens up the you, the owner's manual, and the owner's manual says put 10W30 in there. So he's thinking, okay, this sounds like a, a valid option. Opens up the bonnet, I would call it the hood since it's an American vehicle. <laughs> opens up the front hood, and looks in there, and he's going to take off the oil the oil cap, and the and the oil cap has numbers on it. Says this is the oil you should put in, which is 5W30. So then they're all standing there, scratching their heads. They put the, ho- the hood down, and they say, you know what? We're going to let Glenn solve this for us. Well, at least they didn't put a liter of each in. <laughs> well, see, now that would have been my suggestion. Let's just mix and match. Uh, work How out some averages. <laughs> That's any, what I was thinking. Anybody got 7W23. <laughs> so uh, what, what do you do in this case? Look, um, I'm surprised if... if and look, I'm, I wasn't reading the book. Normally you will get a range of oil grades. So the numbers are typically, they're talking about the viscosity. And we could go into it, but basically it's the thickness of the oil at freezing point of water, zero, and at boiling point of water, 100. So it's the two numbers that reflect how much the oil will flow at those temperatures. Mm. That, obviously, and we've talked about this before, in in colder climates you have a winter oil yes, and you'll have a, a, a summer oil. Right. Now we have, very familiar with now this. we have multi grades so you have yeah. the two numbers to kind of accommodate so you don't have to do an oil change needlessly in between the uh, main service so even though even that being said you still have a cold climate oil a moderate climate oil and a hot climate oil mm-hmm. so I think did you say the manual was saying 10, 10 w40 10 30 in the manual the workshop wanted to oh, do yeah, 10 40 10 40 from the workshop 10 30 from the manual okay. the cap on the oil port is 5w30 yeah, so 10 10 30 in the manual i'm surprised if it just lists one oil 
i'm very very surprised because if you think about it that car as an american vehicle could be sold in your part of the world yeah yeah absolutely where it's in the in the high 20s minus yeah sometimes yeah we're going minus we're going and plus it can so. be sold here where it's in the 50s yeah. sometimes in the summer so there is a difference in in certain oils and I, i'd be surprised if it only lists one oil in the manual if it does mm. then that's very definite from ford and i would go with the, what it says in the manual but 10w40 in our climate would have been perfectly okay I, i'd be tempted to actually give altira a call and say hey guys this is what i'm driving just want to do an oil change uh, i'm getting discrepancies what do you guys do at the agency look so what we have a situation where we see all types of cars in our workshop right so we can't have every oil from a 0w40 0w20 all the way through to a 10w60 which you get in some race engines we can't we just can't we haven't got the space it's too expensive yeah. and it just doesn't work out so we have a relatively broad range of the common grades 5w30 5w40 and 20w50 for the sort of more standard type engines now when it comes to a vehicle like this where it might say 5w30 or it might say 10w40 we will if our oil is not applicable to that engine and not not safe to use in it we'll buy it from the agency mm, so Altaya okay. will have an oil in there and they will follow typically what it says on the oil cap however the individual manufacturers will have regional specific guidelines so yeah. calling them would be a great great yeah. call but look as long as it's 10w40 from the start and you then don't top it up when it gets low with 0w40 or yeah. 10w60 or anything like that not that it's going to be crazy yeah. cause any crazy damage but it, it, it needs to be constant um, 10w40 would have been fine in the climate we're in uh, and and i'd reread the manual and see if there is a hot climate oil recommended in there and if that's what you're saying the hot climate oil was 10w30 then i'd go with that because that's what yeah. ford say there you go. So it's pretty... Uh, there we go. You, you've yeah. solved it. Thank you very much. That's an easy one. <laughs> uh, pretty busy in the workshop these days. You're over at GT Auto Center. Yeah, so uh, obviously shorter, shorter working hours for the, yeah. for the holy month. So makes it feel a lot more busy than it probably is. Two, three hours less on the working day mm. soon adds up. Mm. Uh, especially when you talk about 15 guys, that's 45 hours yeah. a day. You're losing productive time. So it does make it feel busy. And it's so hard to work in this heat. Like today was the first day where I really felt it. Yeah. And, it and this isn't your first year in the UAE. No, either, no, right? six, seven, uh, yeah. six years here. So it's yeah. I'm going into to my seventh summer, and it's yeah. it's you know it's just hard. Yeah. It's just it just genuine. And, and as much as you do with air circulation and air conditioning, the workshop door is huge, and every time it opens, every ten fifteen minutes. Yeah. Everything goes out. Everything goes out. <laughs> so all the heat comes straight in, and that's that start again. Yeah. But um, no, obviously for for us in terms of a business, it's great because people are being quite proactive. I've noticed it more. That's than, good. Than I mean, the last few years, hey, maybe it's our show. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, maybe it's yeah, our show getting the word be. out, spreading yeah. the good word. But I've noticed people being a lot more proactive now. You know what? I actually be, speaking of proactive, I heard an ad for. Mercedes mm -hmm. coming from the agency basically to come and have your AC checked yep. but they were also going to sanitize the system yep. and I thought now that is the first time 
I've heard that service being offered. We're just going to throw in an AC sanitization, so we're going to clean up the ducts and stuff. I it's thought. going to be a great thing to do. The, the problem with that service is it's always been viewed cynically, and I understand that. It just yeah. looks like an extra 50 or 100, I mean, could be 200 terms on top, depending yeah. how they do it. So I understand the cynical view of it. But uh, I remember doing my air conditioning training, and the guy sort of, the lecturer, for want of a better word, was was saying that he believed that this is 10 years ago, but he believed, he said, in 20 years' time, there'll be studies done that show that air conditioning cars, especially for people that do long yeah. commutes daily, will be proven to be as bad for health as smoking. There we go. So there's obviously, uh, yeah. he was a he was a well-respected man in the field, so yeah. he knows what he's talking about. And and look, you, everyone's been in a car where the air yeah. conditioning smells. Yeah. And it's bacteria. That's just bacteria respirating. So uh, stuff gets in there. Get it cleaned. And I, I like the idea though that people are coming proactively. You know, they're noticing things. They're yeah. they're worried. Hey, you know, we're going to be doing a lot of trips. The summer's coming. Husband or wife is going to be here, and you know, we want to make sure this vehicle is running. We don't want to breaking down. People are holding onto their cars now. Well, that's the other side of it. Yeah. yeah. And I think I think I think it's a. a it's it's great. It's good to see the attitude yeah. has, has changed. There's a there's a, a perception that's leveled at, at the at the market where oh, people don't have time to fix their car and they'll just fix it when it's broken. Which you know what? For six years, ninety percent of the time, I'd agree with it. But right now, people are they're being proactive, preventative maintenance, and and we see it a lot. Oh, that's a lot good. now, so yeah, it's good. If you've got something going on with your vehicle, you got some questions about sounds, smells, smokes, clinks, clanks, you're just not sure what's going on, and, and you know what? We're not judgmental. It could be the simplest question where we're going to field it because I always have the simple questions, and I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> not, uh, I'm not bashful to say that I, I just don't know a whole bunch about cars, and I get my education through this show so that when I end up at the service center, and at my workshop, at least I can talk somewhat authoritatively unless they start asking lots of questions. But for the most part, I sound like I know what's going on. And so that that's very good. And so if, you, if you've got some issues you want to sort out, Glenn is sitting across from me. Phone lines are open. Esther is manning those. She's ready to take your calls. SMS line is open. And, of course, the Messenger app is always open. It'll get you here as well. Wondering what you're listening to. This is the Car Clinic on Dubai Eye 103.8 FM. The program you're dialed into is the Car Clinic. Glenn joining us from GT Auto Center. We're fixing cars on the radio. It's that simple. And I've got a huge smile on my face because you just learn something every single day. And, and uh, you know, I, I wish that uh, good friend uh, that we've had, uh, I, I will just call her Miss Buckley. Uh, she, she, uh, you know, she had this spectacular Land Cruiser that mm. I don't know, had like 400,000 kilometers on it. That uh, she kept forever and ever and ever and was just going to... In fact, at AAA, probably when you were there, that, yeah. that vehicle would have come through. Yeah. And uh, But it, it was just, just spectacular. Always had things, but it was spectacular. And, uh, you know, it's, it's an opportunity to have a conversation. 400,000 is nothing on one of those. Yeah. You know, it's just about ready for its second owner, but it's... Uh, yeah, it's nothing. Well, and that's where it is. It's now with the second owner. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's that simple. Uh, we're going to head to the phone lines. We've got uh, Vamfi joining us. And we got a we got a question about a Q5. Good evening, welcome to the program. Hey, hey, good evening, Bamzu here. Yeah, it's great to have you on the show. How how can we help you? All right, okay. Uh, I drive an Audi Q5 2015 model uh, Gulf Specs. Okay. And I've driven around say 100,000 now. And recently I had an oil change. So I've seen this so for the last one month. 
there is an inconsistent missing that's happening. When I say inconsistent, I don't see that all the time, but sometimes when I accelerate suddenly or when I brake, there is a missing, which and it is very evident, which was not there before. So I'm like, any issues with my spark plug or air filter? I've just got my air filter clean almost uh, 20 or 25 days back when I did my oil change. This is a little concerning at the moment. So I thought, let me ask you guys. Okay, cool. Uh, nice car, by the way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, what, what color? Uh, it's the silver. Oh, the ice silver or whatever to say from oh. the company. Even yes. Esther is smiling here. We're all we've all got a big envy <laughs> smile going. Anyway, we got to get this sorted. Uh, Glenn, yeah. what do you think? It's not fixable. You need to sell it. I'll buy it. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's it's. Uh, which engine is that in there? Is, have you got the two liter? TSI? It's a two liter tub. Two liter yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and you say you feel it and notice it a lot more when you break in. Oh yes, yes, and also sometimes when I uh, when the signal turns green, okay. you have to rev up. Yeah. So it gives a little bit inconsistent okay. missing, and yeah, it's evident actually. Yeah, now. I think based on that, and obviously we haven't seen the car. There are a few things it could be, but from experience and and what you've described to us there, it sounds like you have maybe got a vacuum leak. So Ouch. the engine is potentially what it's doing is it's sucking in air. Um, right. which is being sucked in after the sensor which measures how much air has gone into the engine through the air filter so if the engine measures a kilogram of air it injects the appropriate amount of fuel for that kilogram of air it, obviously if it's injecting that amount of fuel that. and then you're getting more air than it thinks then it won't run properly because the mixture, the mixture of air to fuel has to be right so that sounds to me like it's that. And the reason I, I, I asked about the brake is because the brake system uses the same vacuum. So when you when you if you ever get into an old car and you press the brake and the pedal's really hard and you feel like it's hard to stop the car, that's because they don't have vacuum assisted brakes. But you have right. vacuum assisted brakes on there. And sometimes the line that is leaking is the line that goes to the brake booster. So when you press but the brake I don't brake, have any issues noticeable. with my brake. No, you wouldn't necessarily have. Uh, there'll there'll still be enough vacuum getting to the to the brakes to to allow it to work, right? But obviously, in 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 pressing it and using it, you'll create even even lower pressure there, and and that's when you'll notice the uh, the engine misfiring potentially a little bit more. So did you think that's going to cost me a lot from a commercial? No, no, it shouldn't do at all. If it's just something like that, normally it's one of the plastic pipes or something or the joins. Oh God, so you're relatively, okay. But we like I say, I haven't we, seen we haven't it. seen it, so we're, we're hopefully that's what it is. What I can say for sure is and these cars are very sophisticated they're very very uh, yes, sensitive <laughs> if there was a major issue you'd have the warning lights on and it'd be restricting the power so it's probably not at that stage yet but get it checked because what we can have here is a situation where the emissions from the engine are going to damage the catalytic converter so okay. then that is an expensive issue so you definitely want to get it checked as soon as possible but if it's that what we've just spoken about it's relatively straightforward Right, right, and as you said, it's not going to cost me much too. It shouldn't yeah. do, no, no, it shouldn't do at all. But again, we'd, we'd need to see it to be sure, but what, what what you do need to do because of what the consequences can be, regardless of what the cause is, you do need to get it checked as soon as possible. No, I'll do that. I don't want the wound to get bigger. Yeah, we got it right, right now. Yeah. Perfect. Hey, thank you. Right. Thanks very much for calling. Do follow up with us and let us know uh, what what became of this whole uh, issue. Hopefully, it is as simple as we uh, we think it's going to be. Yeah.
I'll do that. Thank you. Hey, have a good Thank night. You. Great. Bye. You too. Bye-bye. I like it when we, we can help solve people's problems. You help solve it. I'm just I'm just piggybacking on your coattail. <laughs> <laughs> well, we hope, like we say all the time, though, right? we can't see the car, so it could be something completely opposite to what yeah. I've just said. But just trying to use a bit of experience. Yeah. There we go. Uh, we got Glenn joining us from GT Auto Center. This is the Car Clinic. If you're wondering what you've tuned into, my name is James Pikeway, and this is Dubai Eye. Uh, here's a, here's one from Ahmed. This is an interesting one. He says, "How do you wash a car after having it ceramic coated?" And it's a Navara Blue Audi S3 2018. Uh, huh. What is this? What a car! <laughs> Everyone's just trying to one up. What are they yeah, going to what's next? All... It'll be an RS5 next. <laughs> oh mm. man, I want that car too. <laughs> yeah, well, after it's after it's had the ceramic coating, it, it should be relatively easy to to wash. What I would say is is, is clean it regularly, mm. um, just using water. What Try and it? use as little water as possible. We what don't is, want to waste is, it. But what is the ceramic coating? So it leaves a finish. So you know you'll polish a car, you get yeah. it really shiny, and then you can go. You know, there's the three, four, five stage polishes that, that uh, I actually know somebody who spent a whole week off of five solid days in his underground car park polishing his car for five days. I mean, it's a, it's a nice really? finish, but it was five days work. <laughs> I mean, a professional might have done it in two, but um, yeah, so you're, you're, leaving a, uh, you're leaving a ceramic compound on top of the um, paint on okay. the car, basically. Um, it can help with scratch protection and uh, it also can help stop all the dust and, and dirt sticking to the paint and it makes it very easy to wipe off but uh, just washing it normally just without anything harsh no harsh chemicals yeah. no buttons soft, on yeah, yeah no right. buttons on old rags yeah, make so sure you're getting microfiber nice. cloths yeah. and, and new sponges if you drop yeah. the sponge on the floor don't use it just throw it away yeah. <laughs> you know. oh, that'll be your luck that'll be, you drop it on the ground oh yeah i've got all the rocks off yeah. except that one little piece of glass you that's, didn't see that's it. and boom now yeah. you've got this big scratch across and that's it so yeah. um just just wash it as you normally would you just don't have to do it as sort of in you know aggressively to, yeah you just, just it's, it should be much easier to do yeah. Okay, there we go. But most places that do that for you, they charge a lot, and they'll typically throw in four or five washers anyway. Nice. So just check them, check yeah. out, and if that's the deal you've got, then just go and watch them do it. Yeah. And then you know what to do when they've run out. There you go. Easy. Uh, he's also come back said, so again, he's driving the Navara Blue Audi S3 2018. He says, I've also <laughs> noticed the parking sensor come on randomly while I'm driving. My friend driving a GTI had the same issue since it was new and never got it fixed. So, what we've got here is a situation where you've obviously got parking sensors on the front and the bumpers on those cars are low. Like, you're slowing down for speed humps. You don't want to go too far forward in the mall car park. Really? You don't want to hit that concrete block. But because the bumper's so low, and because we do have relatively high curbs, um, and we have the, you know that situation where the parking sensors at below a certain speed will switch on automatically and they'll pick up the fact that they're quite close to the floor or something close by like the, the curb mm. for the road or or even it'll pick up the a reflection from a white line so it's just a matter of uh, can they be sport. calibrated can um, so the 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 sort of angle of the radar is basically a radar the angle of it is set there's nothing you can do about that what we were doing in the UK was we were slightly twisting them okay. so that it was pointing slightly higher. We were doing that on request. It wasn't done under warranty uh, and 
if there were any issues beyond that it was kind of signed and it's not our problem yeah. if you hit a curb when you're driving because mm. you asked us to change it that yeah. kind of thing you know disclaimer but you it's a matter of physically moving the sensor because the actual angle of that radar can't be changed the sensitivity can be wound down a little bit but then there's not much point having them yeah. uh, you can switch them off but again there's not much point, much point in having them yeah. so uh, it's uh, have a chat it's it's 2018 Brand new. Go straight to to Al Nabuda. They're yeah. good guys there. They'll they'll do what they can. If you're not happy with them, which I can't see why you wouldn't be, but if you're not, then you can always go to Audi and directly ask them the question. Yeah, I mean, especially if it's happening on, you know, you know someone who's driving a Volkswagen, it's happening on that. Uh, it's got to be happening on other Audis. I, I I know for sure from people I've dealt with, and it's not just the the Audis and the VWs. It's it's on a lot of a lot of vehicles that have the low yeah. front bumpers, sports cars, obviously having that issue. Yeah. There we go. Simple. Uh, Ahmed, again, let us know how you make out with all that. We yep. we love the follow up. Yeah. And uh, what what they ended up doing, or if you're just going to leave it. You know, hmm. after you you get the consultation, you might just say, "Yeah, I'm just going to leave it as it is." Thank you very much. Uh, you wonder what you've tuned into? This is the Car Clinic. Glenn joining us from GT Auto Center. We're fixing cars on the radio. That radio, the program is Nightline. It's the Car Clinic, as I just said, on Dubai Eye 103.8 FM. <laughs> Glenn is joining us from GT Auto Center. He is the mechanic in the house. He's fixing cars. Well, as best as we can. Let's put the proviso in here. Yeah. You don't ever see the cars. No. So. <laughs> You know, it all depends, but um, anyway, th- there we go. We do our best. Yeah. Ahmed's come back. He says, thanks, guys. I'm going to leave it as is. Love your show, and especially uh, Dubai Eye. It's the only station I listen to on my daily work commutes. Love hey, it. there we Love go, Ahmed. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Round of applause to this man. <laughs> he, knows, he knows good things when he's listening to them. Uh, I really appreciate you listening as well. And, and I might, I just want to suggest to folks, you know that we're going to be adding some music in to the grid. And you, you definitely want to go to DubaiEye1038.com and fill in the survey because you can win. You can win a trip for a family of four to Sicily. And, and, and really, you, you will be able to uh, help influence some of the music that will appear, uh, Sounds of the Summer, in uh, July. So uh, get involved. It's a lot of fun. Let's try and get some good driving songs on there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. See, it's it's everyone's mission to get involved in that. Yep. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Um, questions come through. Are drive flat tires worth the money? Your thoughts? Man. If you don't have a spare wheel of any description on your vehicle as standard or a space to put one yourself, yeah. or you don't have a, 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 a puncture repair kit, so that's the, the sort of the gel that comes in a bottle with a with a compressor to inflate the tire after you've filled that, that into it. If you have neither of those, then then yes, they are, because then you have a situation where if you get a puncture, the the run flat tires will, uh, although they'll have no air pressure and they'll stay keeping the rim the metal yeah. rim off of the road surface. How, how far can you typically go on those tires? Uh, look. <laughs> uh, the official the official word on it I, I, I couldn't tell you but right. what I can tell you is and I think I sent you a picture once yes because I think we'd spoken about it once and uh, literally the next day we had the same situation the problem with a run flat tyre is they will always 99% of the time let's say have the tyre pressure monitoring system there so uh, you should get a warning light uh-huh. when the pressures are low 
doesn't always happen and sometimes the warning light's been on for two or three months before that because the sensor's failed and somebody's decided I don't want to replace that. Yeah. I understand they're quite expensive, or they can be. So then you don't know if you've got a flat or not because the system isn't working and hasn't been for a while. So you just drive and you look at the tyre from outside and it looks fine. What the problem is, is if you, if you haven't got into the habit of checking your tyre pressures regularly, then you will slowly get into the situation of having zero centre of the tyre left because the outside wall on a run-flat tyre is steel, mm-hmm. as is a normal tyre, but it's a lot more solid on a, on a run-flat tyre. So you're basically running on steel rails, which are covered in rubber. So they'll cut through the softer centre part of the tyre, and that'll be independent to the rest of the tyre, and, and, and you're basically driving with no nothing with no grip oh, so so that you shouldn't drive far with them ultimately depending on nothing it means absolutely nothing what kind of tire you've got on there you should always check your pressures once a week there we go easy um, yeah you you sent me another photo actually last week of an engine that you guys had cracked open because oh, yeah that wasn't that wasn't an old vehicle that was what 60,000 kilometers yeah. i think yeah tell me the story so, uh, no need to mention the car, but it was a, a V6 and came for a service. Yeah. Did a few things on the service, noticed a few little leaks here and there. One of the leaks was the valve cover. So the valve cover was leaking because of the uh, placement of the engine in the, in the vehicle. It was uh, transverse, so it went from left to right across the car. We had to remove the engine to do one of the covers on the back. So when we got the engine removed and we got the covers off, we couldn't see any of the mechanical parts in the engine. It was just black. Like, I think that's one of the pictures I sent you. Every single moving part was coated in a thick black, which until we we left it to soak, I think I sent you a little video of it where it had gone soft. That had been soaking in petrol for like two hours before it got Before that, it was like a glass so what what caused all this? So it's carbon deposits. So you see the signs about engine sludge, and you see yeah. stuff about that, uh, how it's cholesterol for your engine. Well, that's that's what it is. But I mean, it was only sixty thousand kilometers. So the car had missed services. It had done Ooh. the first service, and then we didn't have any record after that. Obviously, the agency had sort of voided warranty because it missed the second service, and yeah. then. I think it was just getting serviced kind of an oil change here and there and yeah. it wasn't sufficient. So uh, it was beyond the point of any chemical flush that we could add into the oil and get it hot and drain it out. That wouldn't have done anything. It would just made it worse. So it ended up with the whole top and lower sections of the engine being stripped down. Timing cover was off of it. All the chains, all the guides, we ended up replacing the guides because they were they were so brittle uh-huh. from this. And uh, yeah. It was what was originally a 2,500 dirham job was nearly 10,000 dirhams. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Just because the services were missed. The, yeah. the, the carbon that, that, that you get when you burn anything, it's no different in an engine, uh, is washed around and washed out of the engine, the, the gases that go past the pistons into the block and, and, and what have you. The, the engine oil absorbs that. And that's why oil goes in looking like honey and comes out looking black black yeah because it's absorbing carbon and that's part of one of the jobs that it does you know mm. so that's why we have to change the oil yeah if you don't change it it can't absorb all of it so it's like pouring sugar into a 
into some water and keep stirring you can stir as fast as you want but when you've got too much it just settles yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. what happens in there yeah well at least this engine now is going to be last this person for the life of that vehicle oh yeah that it started up perfectly well and uh, we'll see it again in a thousand kilometers to change the oil one more time because obviously all the galleries have little particles and, and things that we need to get out but then after that we'll be good to go nice yeah yep. there we go so the, the message here is get your vehicle serviced get the That's oil right, changed yeah. take it in yeah. and, and that major service get them done i was talking to esther before we came on so the oil that we use on the on the fully synthetic will will go up to they'll they'll, they'll say the manufacturer of the oil will say fifteen thousand kilometers yeah we always recommend 10 yeah two reasons for that one we we believe in uh doing more maintenance than you're just required to minimum standard is minimum and we we like to do uh sort of over maintain because it protects yeah. you from any future issues but also if you forget you've got a bit of leeway sure my so. you know my grandfather used to always say change the oil as much as you can yes, yeah. as much as you can afford just change it yeah. whether that's monthly or yeah. bi-monthly just get it yeah. done so we we put ten thousand mm-hmm. on the sticker and on the invoice say next one in ten thousand it can comfortably go to twelve mm. It gives you that leeway, and if you remember to do it at 10 and you're over-maintaining the vehicle, then you'll you'll not have any issues. There you go. It's that simple. Glenn joining us from GT Auto Center. This is the Car Clinic on Dubai Eye 103.8 FM. The Car Clinic is what you are listening to. Glenn joining us from GT Auto Center. We're fixing cars. We're having a conversation about them. We're offering you some suggestions. And, you know, I, I, th- I like to think that we're we're making a difference in the Emirates. Yeah. I really We've got do. a community. Yeah. I like it. And it's all of us friends just having a chat. Yeah. And and enjoying things. And just trying to help. Yeah. Yeah. Um, here's a great one. I love it when people follow up on things. Mm. Uh, guys, heard you talking about the dash cracking situation. Did you have an easy repair or is it hopeless? Mine has yellow foam extruding and the whole thing seems to be shrinking. Nightmare. Uh, don't want to put the uh, carpet on it. Looks odd. Yeah, look, uh, uh, we a, carpet on when it's already cracked is a bit too late. Yeah, well, then it just hides it, right? Well, you're hiding it. <laughs> a little shag, shag yeah. up there. And I mean, the, the shag carpet on, <laughs> yeah. on the dash, <laughs> not to be confused with anything yeah. else. Oh, man. Yeah. We avoided that one. <laughs> Days were unnumbered there really quickly. <laughs> it's not the 20th of June, it's tonight. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> So we've got, um, when we spoke about this, I mean, it was a situation where a repair on it isn't advisable because the reason they crack is there are weakened points in them. Obviously, it's the UV and the sunlight and the heat that's causing it. So um, it's going from sort of 60 degrees plus in the the heat of the summer to you banging the air conditioning full and and cooling down as quick as you've ever known. So that's why it shrinks and contracts and expands Mm. and then it breaks. But there are weakened points in it for the airbags to come out. Mm. If you start covering those things up with carpet, oh, I forgot. Always forget about that. So that that's one of the reasons why I um yeah, yeah I I'd, I'd be I I would be surprised, and I don't know the 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 situation on this because I don't actually know anyone that's had that. But I wonder if the RT would fail it. I wonder. They might. I wonder if oh, they yeah, would. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm sure If that they fail my car for chipping paint on the outside, they're going to fail a yeah, cracked dash. I'm not sure, and, and this is really bad. I should know that, but I know I know, we can't compare them, but I know in the UK, the MOT, so that's the, the mandatory test every year, the airbag warning light being on would fail the test. Hmm. 
Well, you know what? So if, if that's it, the same here, and they yeah. would fail it for the airbag warning light, if they if they do, then they should fail it for carpet being over the airbags. Then yeah. the airbag can't work. So, or if you've got a cracked dash, if anyone's been through that situation, or if anyone yeah. from the RTA is listening, we'd I'm love look to into know. that tomorrow. I'll go yeah. to the Geo Centre and ask the guys there because that that I'd be interested in that because yeah, those carpets, some of them are really heavy and thick, right? Yeah. So the, the airbag's not going to come out, and if it does, it's not going to work effectively. So, um, yeah, what what you do want to avoid is anyone telling you they're going to put filler in it and paint it because yeah. it's going to crack again anyway but then you're going to have <clears throat> excuse me you're going to have shards of filler flying around in the car if you're unfortunate enough to have an accident that sets the airbags off so okay. definitely don't do that and uh, it's unfortunate to say but you have to replace the, the dash oh boy okay mm. uh, any va- another question that's come through uh, on the sms line any value to storing a car battery in the apartment during the summer or do i just leave it in the vehicle it'll benefit if you're leaving the air conditioning on Okay. It'll be cooler, so uh, the reason batteries don't last as long here as they as they might in a more reasonable climate, shall we say, is that we do get some extremes of heat, mm-hmm. and uh, heat and electrical systems really don't go well together. So that's it's going to benefit from from being in a cooler spot. But if you can leave it on the vehicle with a uh, a slow trickle charge that you can have on a timer, or you can have a friend go around every day or a couple of days and switch it on for you and yeah, switch and, it off. And when they're doing that, have them switch on the air conditioning Stop for a little the bit. Car, turn on the AC. the AC. Yeah, give it a drive around the block, get the tires rotated. Yeah, yeah, that that kind of thing is 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 great if you can can do that. You will get some benefit from it, but you know what? If the battery's already a year old. I, 18 months. I yeah. mean, that's that's where yeah. I live. If you if 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 you like, so we fitted a battery on yours a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. It might be worth disconnecting yours and taking it in because that's a new battery. You don't yeah. want to you know you don't want to come back after the summer and 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 not and not have a battery that's working. Although you do have warranty on it. Yeah. It's just a hassle. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's f- for your situation and, and situations like that. Then yeah, take it off and if you can and get it in the house, that's fine. But just remember that if you have a radio code that you need to input after you disconnect the battery and if you oh, don't know how yeah. to set the time and date <laughs> or you need to pair phones yeah you're gonna have to do all that again and and maybe even save your places on the sat nav if it's not got a hard drive so yeah, yeah. It, there's it, a lot of things to think about something to think about there with that yeah okay another one that's come through how can i tell if i have a bent rim normally you'll get it a feeling on the road like a, a shake or a wobble uh-huh. and uh anyone that's ridden a uh, push bike yep. and jumped off of a, a sidewalk or yeah, a been footpath there. or a curb, whatever you want to call it, and jumped off of there onto the road and uh, buckled the wheel. Yep, been and then, there. <laughs> then Twice, home like three times riding a horse. <laughs> then uh, that it, it's pretty much that, but just at 100 kilometers an hour. So right. it does smoothen out a little bit just because the rotation's a lot quicker. But you get you get a vibration. If it's on the front, you'll get a real distinct movement of the steering wheel. If it's on the rear, you might feel a, a, a bit of a, a wobble from the back or underneath okay. your, your seat. Uh, it can be accompanied by a bit of a, a, a drumming noise, which some people think sometimes is a wheel bearing. Mm. So uh, that that's the, the, the telltale S- sign. Speaking of, of tires and rims, how, how often should one be getting those things rebalanced? I was actually just thinking about that myself today, going... I remember when I had these things balanced before. Look, I, I, I think it's something that's worth doing. And again, easy for me to say because I charge money to do it. But it's something that's worth doing every three, four months. Okay. It's going to be a couple hundred dirhams tops. If anyone's charging more than that, 
then they must be using gold weights. Yeah. You, I, I, I think a lot of these places about 50 dirhams a yeah, time. Yeah, that's right, yeah. So a couple hundred dirhams, I, I think, yeah. is... It, and look, if we... Something I've been working on is, is warranty for tyres. Hmm. Um, and the only way... The only way we can make it work and be fair for everybody is uh, that if, if you buy some tyres and, and, and uh, you want me to give you a warranty on those tyres, obviously uh, avoiding accidental damage, then I'll require require of the driver of that vehicle or the owner or the daily user of that vehicle to bring it in periodically for balancing and wheel alignment. And, and yeah. the wheel balancing would be recommended every three months. So okay. I think that's a fair yeah. a fair time to do it. Right. It's something i got to think about, getting the old uh, tires mm. rebalanced. It's, it's, and it's one of those things that just I don't think about. Yeah, but when there's a problem, it's, it's not <laughs> <Yeah>. nice. <laughs> yeah. Another one that's come through on the SMS line, I'm told that my car has low oil pressure. I don't know how they're being told this. What is that telling me? Okay. I wonder if they're asking if they need an oil pump or something like that. So we've, uh, you, if somebody's checked your oil pressure, you... How, how did they do that? Did they put so, a gizmo on? So yeah, you'll have a sensor in there, and uh, that, that brings you the red light on on the dashboard. So you get like a picture of an oil can with some oil dripping out the end of it yep. that's red, or you might have a red light that just says stop. Okay. Uh, more modern cars have a display, so they'll say low oil pressure, switch off engine. Or you might have a rattle or some noise from the engine. So basically what you do is you take out the sensor, you unscrew it, and then you screw in a mechanical uh, pressure gauge. And then you switch the engine back on, start it up, and it will give you a mechanical reading on a calibrated gauge, which will tell you. And there's a range. Most cars need to idle with an oil pressure above 1.1 bar to about 3. Hmm. But some of them are higher than that. And... Uh, if they're telling you you've got low oil pressure, they have to have done it that way. If they're doing it electronically, they're relying on a sensor, which could be faulty. So it, it has to be done mechanically to, to, to know for sure. It, it I'm could, thinking running on low oil pressure is not a good thing. No, it's not. You definitely don't want to be doing that. And uh, you're going to damage the engine very, very quickly. So getting it rectified is crucial. Asking the right questions to make sure they're they're giving you the right answers and you can trust them to do a, go ahead with it. Because whatever it is, it can be potentially a, a big job. Could be a similar situation to what we've just spoken about with with carbon uh, deposits and sludge in the engine. So when that starts to break down, if you if you change the oil, the detergents in the new oil, which are there to prevent that happening, they, if it's already happened, they, they what they do is they break down that sludge, make it softer. Mm. It falls off and drops into the bottom of the engine. And uh, then when the oil pump is sucking the oil from the bottom of the engine, it sucks those bits up and, and blocks it. Um, so we've all seen a sieve in our kitchen. Yeah. It's basically being sucked through a sieve and the bigger parts can't get through, which is what it's designed for. But mm. they, they then block it because it's sticky and uh, you can't suck enough oil through. So it's, it's likely something like that. Okay. Uh, Glenn, I hate to say it, but we've run out the clock on the car clinic once again. <laughs> Time flies. <laughs> Time flies when you're having fun. Of course, if you want to get in touch with Glenn, you want to go have a chat with him, have a tea. He's over behind the Garden Center at GT Auto Center, and you can uh, get in touch with Glenn also using his social media, Glenn, that car guy. Uh, go to Twitter, go to Instagram. He's there. And uh, easy to have a conversation. Comes and joins us every week at this time. If you want to fire a question in in advance, nightline at dubaii1038.ae. And uh, I'll put it at the top of the list. And, of course, you've got the 4001 SMS line. Get it into us. Uh, and we'll we'll also put it up during the week so that we have it on our list. Glenn, once again, thank you very much for coming out. Thank you. Good night.